0: 6.30 Chad, This Morning Podcast with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. It was a pretty big day in Edmonton yesterday. The Prime Minister came to town, which doesn't happen an awful lot, and usually packing a bit of cash when he does come for a visit, or at least talks about it. How about $175 million for new housing projects, a deal with the city to uh, to, to put into housing? That's supposed to fast-track more than 5,200 new housing units in Edmonton. Here's a bit of what the Prime Minister had to say uh, yesterday on this topic Oh, I think I just blew up my uh, my soundboard here. Uh, maybe it'll come back. Maybe it won't. Let's try it. No, I blew it up.
1: Here, let me try it. Let me try it. <laughs> okay, let me you try, try to uh, run a clip.
0: So developers can move forward quicker on building the homes people need utilization of public spaces uh, in all sorts of ways that is going to enable more housing to come so the housing accelerator agreement with the city of edmonton is for 175 million dollars that is going to get more homes built faster okay we're i think our board's woken up now uh, i'll tell you what mine's on and we'll see if we can get yours on. Now you're on. There you go. Well, I love it when technical gremlins show up on a Thursday morning. Anyway, so a bunch of money. So where do you spend that? Uh, because is, does it go into affordable housing? Does it go into infill housing? Because I've always thought that those are two separate entities. We're going to dive into that uh, this morning with our, our next guest. He's Anand Pai and is joining us uh, here this morning from the Commercial Real Estate uh, Association. Great to have you here. How, how are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Uh, Commercial Real Estate Development Association. Let's be specific here.
1: So when you heard the announcement, one hundred and seventy-five dollars, uh, one hundred and seventy-five million. million dollars. Million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big difference there. <laughs> uh, what did you think? Where did you immediately think? Oh, thank goodness we got this money. It should go here.
2: Yeah. So th- yesterday, uh, yesterday at the same time we were having our economic update, which we do yearly, and one of the big takeaways from that. Uh, discussion was that Edmonton's seeing a record growth. Uh, it's going to be a hun- between last year and this year, we'll see 100,000 new people in Edmonton. Cool. It's something we don't talk about enough. It's a 10 percent, uh, ah. about a 10 percent increase in the number of uh, people who will be living in in the city of Edmonton. And so that really creates a need. Uh, for for more housing, but also this great opportunity for economic development and Edmonton's growth in the in the next few years. Uh, just help me understand. So,
0: your commercial real estate development association, uh, but also a dive into the world of residential uh, development as well.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. So a little bit in terms of uh, in terms of purpose built rental and uh, and getting capital. Really talking to uh, talking to investors that mm-hmm. are. Ne- nationwide and seeing what they're looking to invest in when they look at things like retail, industrial, uh, office, and and multifamily as well.
1: When the Prime Minister comes to town, $175 million, he didn't have a big check, but obviously it's like flashy and it's big numbers. What happens now? Like, How does that money get filtered into places that uh, are needed to be built? Are we talking about building a condo complex? Is it given to developers? How does that work?
2: so the money's given to the city of edmonton and we'll, the city will have to hit objectives so i think it's 5200 homes over the next 3 years beyond a baseline of about 10000 units that we build every year anyways anyways okay uh, so so every year they'll assess whether or not we've hit those goals and then and then a portion of that money will be will be given to the city and those things are for us things that that the city uh, is doing and, and will be kind of expanding on so things like building more infrastructure, uh, things like affordable housing and making more land available for affordable housing, and then also things that we're already doing really well, like uh, like our zoning bylaw rewrite, uh, just finalizing the details on those those kinds of things. Where do you think the money should go? Where should it, be? it should be focused? Well, what kind th- of housing. I think that that understanding the context of how many people are coming to Edmonton really gives you a sense of it. And we do really well in Edmonton with the fact that we've already cut a lot of red tape. We've got this zoning bylaw. So we've done a lot of the things that the federal government is asking other municipalities uh, when they've given these housing accelerators. Uh, funding agreements to other municipalities. They've said, you know, change the zoning bylaw, reduce parking minimums, allow people to build yeah. garage suites. We've done a lot of that stuff in Edmonton. So I think that uh, one of the areas we really want to focus on is how do we how do we direct that growth into into existing areas? How do we build our downtown up? How do we build priority growth areas? And how do we create the infrastructure today so that in three years from now we have the right infrastructure in place to build those. Uh, those units there.
0: So you want uh, multi-family structures within some of these established neighborhoods inside the within the city in established neighborhoods.
2: That would be ideal. Yeah, and I think we're going to be okay. talking about this. Uh, we're going to be talking about this a lot, and it won't be the last kind of infrastructure that we need to accommodate 100,000 people. Yeah. Uh, the next 100,000 people into Edmonton.
1: But there's pros and cons to that, right? Mm-hmm. The infill uh, builds. Do they tend to be more expensive than, um, you know, doing it in sort of the boonies, if you will, sort of on the, on the outskirts of the city where land seems to be a little bit cheaper, at least in, in my view? Although then, then I guess the con would be there's no transit there. So if somebody is living in affordable housing on the deep north end of Edmonton, how are they getting to their job? So what are the pros and cons uh, of, of focusing on infill?
2: yeah I think uh, you alluded to it, affordable housing and and I think that exists on a spectrum, and we really we really work on the market affordable side of things. What we've seen is that in the last year, uh, rent growth in Edmonton has been uh, between six and seven percent. but in a place like Calgary is over fourteen percent. in a place like Vancouver and Toronto, you know somewhere between eight, and nine percent. So we're doing better than those places, but we're going to need to continue building both multifamily and suburban residential just to accommodate the number of people that we're uh, that we're looking to accommodate we're seeing right now that that interest rates and construction costs have skyrocketed in a way that that i hadn't even anticipated really uh really quite a lot and so that's going to push people uh when they first move here i think to consider uh, purpose-built rental and then uh and, and then moving into uh, to potentially, you know, condo or or a house.
0: I get the feeling there could be some backlash here for a couple of reasons. When the whole zoning bylaw conversation was being had, people who lived in these older established neighborhoods were saying, oh, there's just going to be an apartment block on this corner, another one over here, and you're throwing it wide open. If I can hear them now going, this is exactly what we were worried about, that it's an over densification
2: potentially that can change our neighborhoods. Yeah, one of the things, that, and the reason why Naop is interested in in this area, and is, Naop is your organization, or right? Organization yeah, okay. in, in commercial real estate, a lot of commercial real estate developers, and especially national commercial real estate developers, are thinking about their sites, uh, retail sites, and so you think about places like Bonnie Dune or Westmount or, or these other areas that are really that are really ripe for that kind of redevelopment, right? Like that's where that's where I think we can see a huge. Uh, a huge shift in in where people live is in those areas because there's a lot of parking in those areas and we've done the work already in terms of uh in terms of uh, having zones that could allow for development on those sites some a mix of residential and uh, retail but the concern about changing their neighborhoods th- th- i I
0: know they're gonna say that
2: this whole conversation validates those concerns yeah I think uh I think that 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 is a lower impact than uh than having like you know you won't have a massive building in the middle of a neighborhood right those will be on on corridors uh, so like main streets uh, and and that's happening through the district plan uh, district planning process right now where the city is is imagining where those where those areas will be retail sites are, is a great example and then we have really soft density some options and opportunities for people to build garage suites to build uh, you know as we have an aging population yeah. I, I'm looking at you know what do I do with my with my garage? Is there a place that yeah. uh, that I can build there? Basement suites, things like that. So I think that that's the opportunity where we where we build it, what the city is calling nodes and corridors. Yeah.
1: yeah, but the same people who are complaining about, you know, a big building in their infill neighborhood also complain about their schools closing because there's not enough people, not enough people in here. those in those neighborhoods. And they're also complaining about uh, urban sprawl as well. So I, I, I think that, the, I think there needs to be a balance and it certainly sounds like uh, you, you definitely want the ear of city council to say, listen, let's think about this instead of just automatically thinking about the outskirts and and. You know, making the border of our city even bigger. So, is that is that something you're actively talking to council about?
2: Yeah. Well, this funny announcement just came out yesterday, so we'll be having that conversation with calls the will council, be made. Council and administration. Uh, but uh, but really, I think that the uh, that the the main opportunity here is just to see that that growth, how much Edmonton can grow in the next several years. Uh, as, as an opportunity and how we can make that the most affordable. That's that's really the uh, our, our shared goal, and then we'll work from there on, uh, on on all of the different actions within the plan.
0: Like you say, the funding just announced yesterday. So we'll see what the city does with it, and who they listen to, and uh, it's what the uh, the conversations are like. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting about this with us. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. All right, you bet. It's Anand Pai, who is a a chief executive officer of an organization called NAOP Edmonton. That is the uh, Commercial Real Estate Development Association. Great to have you in here. Appreciate it.